Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry emphasizing God's unconditional love and grace. We pray that you'll be blessed as Andrew teaches insights from the life of Elijah. And now, here's Andrew. Are you believing that Christianity is the only way to God? Are you saying that people that live in these foreign lands and worship some other way, that they are going to hell? And I have seen ministers Godly, well, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but they're true, born-again people, but they, they won't say yes. They won't say yes, there is a hell. Yes, people that don't accept Jesus are going to hell. And they won't say that because it is not politically correct. But I'm telling you, this is the message of the Bible. There is a heaven to be gained and there is a hell to shun and there is only one way to God and that is the Lord Jesus Christ through the atonement that He made and the people who are worshiping Buddha and Muhammad, they are not the same. There are even some Christian ministers who are saying the God of Islam and the God of Christianity are the same and that is not true. They are not the same God. They misrepresent God. God is not into jihad. God is not into killing the infidels. This is not the true representation of God. I don't hate anybody. I'm praying for them. I'll reach out to a Muslim, to a Buddhist, to a Hindu, but I'll tell them the truth. And I'm telling you, Elijah here, he mocked them. Maybe he's asleep. Maybe you got to yell louder and wake him up. Maybe he's on a journey. You know, and he was mocking them. There's a lot of Christians that wouldn't have this attitude today and this is recorded in Scripture. This is a godly attitude. God confirmed it by sending forth the fire and causing this miracle to happen. So it says in the next verse, in verse 28, And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lances uh, till the blood gushed out upon them. You know what they were doing again? It's the same point. They leapt on the altar. They cut themselves. They were offering their own life as a sacrifice. They were trying to get Baal to move by somehow or another, you know, sacrificing themselves, offering all of these religious observances. Sad to say there's a lot of Christians today or people who call themselves Christians that still have this same mentality. They believe that the name of Jesus and faith in the name of Jesus isn't enough. They've got to add their holiness to it and somehow or another they've got to become uh, a sacrifice and do these things to make God to move. There's a lot of people that fasting in prayer. This is the logic behind it. It's the same thing that these prophets of Baal were doing. So it goes on to say in the 29th verse, And it came to pass when midday was past that they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that there was neither voice nor any to answer, nor any that regard it. And that is because there is no God except the true God, which Jesus is the Son of the true God and the true represent representative. And every other God is a false God. There is only one way to God the Father. All of these other gods are the invention of men. And he goes on to say in verse 30, And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. You know what Elijah was doing? This nation was called the nation of Israel. Israel was the... Uh, name that God changed, Jacob changed his name from Jacob to Israel. 
And he was the one that started this nation. God used him to start it. And he had 12 sons. There were 12 tribes of Israel. And Elijah went back to the beginning, put 12 stones down. Even though they had rejected that man, he reminded them that God was still the God of Israel. He repaired the altar. Did you know that there's lots of people today that would love to see the fire of God come? They would like to see revival. They want to see the outpouring of God's Spirit. But the fire of God doesn't just fall anywhere. There needed to be an altar. There needed to be something that once again went back to the foundation things, the 12 tribes of Israel. He repaired the altar. He prepared a place for the fire of God to fall. You know, if you want to see the fire of God fall in your life, you need to have an altar. I'm not talking about a physical altar here. I'm talking about you need to prepare your heart. You need to make yourself a living sacrifice as it says in Romans chapter 12 verse 1. And you need to present yourself and say, God, here am I. I'm a living sacrifice. And you, don't, you can't put any fire under it. You can't do this yourself. You can't in your own Make yourself be consumed by God. But you can get up on the altar. It says you have to be a living sacrifice. The problem with a living sacrifice, Romans chapter 12 verse 1, is that a living sacrifice keeps crawling off the altar. It's our human tendency to maybe go in spurts and seek God when your back is against the wall when you're in trouble. But we need to be a living sacrifice, a continual sacrifice, constantly, every moment of every day committed to God. And we lay ourselves on the altar, but we've got to have the supernatural fire of God fall. And I'm telling you from experience that you can't just make yourself be consumed with God. You can desire it. You can lay yourself on the altar. You can give God permission. God is a good God. He's a gentleman. He is not going to force Himself upon you. If you want to live your own life and be in control of your own life and do your own thing, God won't force you. He will woo you. He'll draw you. He'll send people across your path just like me today saying these things to you that might strike a chord in your heart. And God will draw you unto Himself. But He's not going to force you to be committed unto Him. You have to begin the process and say, Father, this is what I want. I want you to be absolute Lord over my life. I want you to control me. I want you, your fire to burn on the inside of me. You have to make the choice. And then He's faithful and just to keep that which you commit unto Him. But if you don't make the commitment, God won't keep it. God won't consume a sacrifice unless it's on an altar. So in your own life, you need to prepare an altar. You need to make yourself a living sacrifice and you need to ask for this fire of God to fall. So Elijah repaired the altar. The fire of God wasn't going to fall on something that wasn't sanctified, consecrated, separated unto him. And so he repaired the altar... And then in verse 32, And with the stones he rebuilt the altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench upon the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid it on the wood and, and said, Fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, Do it the second time. And they did it the second time. And he said, do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran round about upon the altar and he filled the trench also with water. 
You know what Elijah was doing here? He was just making sure that nobody was going to think that this fire fell naturally. You know, it was in a drought. It was hot. Everything was dry. It was scorched. I guess some people could have looked at it and thought, well, it was spontaneous combustion. But he was going to do things in such a way that there could be no excuse. He soaked this sacrifice. He soaked the bullock. He soaked the wood. He, he just soaked it in wood so that nobody would ever misunderstand what happened. And I'm telling you, this is something that we need to do is we need, you know, a lot of people are kind of afraid. They don't want to put God in a situation where it may be hard on Him as if anything was hard for the Lord. You know, when I minister in front of people, I'll talk about God is going to do miracles. We're going to see blind eyes open, deaf ears open. And when I say that, I can just see that there's some people, oh, don't say that. Don't promise this. What happens if it doesn't come through? And they really think that you can talk too big for God. I'm telling you, God is a big God. God is not in heaven saying, Andrew, don't promise them these things. I might not be able to pull this off. God's never like that. I can't talk too big for God. Now, I, I can talk outside of what God wants to do, but I'm saying when I'm telling people that, you know, it says these signs will follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. God gave us a command to go heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. And when I say that this is what we were commanded to do, the same works that Jesus did, we will do also. God isn't in heaven saying, don't promise them this. No, He's, he's telling me, go for it. Talk big. I found that the bigger I talk, the more I encourage people to believe big for God, the bigger things we see demonstrated. And yet there's people today that don't have this confidence in the Lord. You know what? God is an awesome God. He is not maxed out by anybody's problem. There are some of you that are dealing with physical things and you're thinking maybe this is too hard for God. I guarantee you He laughs at all of this stuff. It, nothing's too hard for God. There are some of you dealing with financial things and you're thinking maybe this is too big for God. Nothing is too big for God. You can't outdo God. You can't believe bigger than God. Look at Elijah. Elijah just made it hard on God. Soaked everything. How could God possibly consume this sacrifice after He had soaked it with 12 barrels of water? And so anyway, it says here in verse 36, And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that Thou art God in Israel and that I am Thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. Now this is an important piece of information. Elijah just didn't come up with this on his own. He didn't just come up with this idea and then ask God to do it. See, this is why so many Christians fail is because they, they have their own agenda, their own desires, and they're doing their own thing, and then they try to beg and please God to get to get God's blessing on something that they've hatched themselves. This would be comparable to Abraham and Sarah. God had promised them a child, and since it wasn't coming to pass, they thought they'd help God, and so he went into his Sarah's handmaid and had an Ishmael, which wasn't God's will, and they tried to help God out, and they did things their own way. And you know what? God's blessing wasn't on Ishmael. 
and eventually he had to be cast out, and it caused nothing but grief and pain. Ishmael was the father of all of the Arab nations. Of course, uh, Isaac was the father of the Jews, and there has been contention and problems in the earth ever since then. That's all the time we have for today, but be sure and tune in again as Andrew continues to teach on the life of Elijah. Take the opportunity to learn valuable life lessons from the Bible and avoid the school of hard knocks by getting Andrew's complete series titled Lessons from Elijah. It's available in either a CD or DVD album, a book in either English or Spanish, or in a study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. The third audio teaching in today's series is titled Holy Fire. It's available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this third CD free of charge. Our address is P.O. Box 3333, Colorado Springs 80934. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111, and our web address is awmi.net. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'm the host of the Gospel Truth radio program that has been airing on radio since 1976. But we have just canceled our radio programs. I'm sad to do that, but I think that that's what I had to do. And I want to let you know that we still have our television program available, heard all over the world. We have so much ministry material available to you on our website. There's just a number of ways that you can still take advantage of the truths that God has given me. So go check it out. You can go to awmi.net on our website and it just has all kinds of ways that you can still continue to receive. So God bless you as you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. Gospel Truth Radio is changing to Andrew Womack Recorded Live. Starting in November, you'll now hear the full teaching once a week. Don't forget to tune in 